0: Okay, so welcome to the Freedom Hustles podcast. This is episode 29. Uh, my name is John Banks. I'm over at Siding Command.com. I'm with Andy Lehman, owner of the Freedom Skills Academy.com. Hello. Um, and on today's episode, uh, we've got our first guest. Um, so this is Joe Jackson, um, AKA Retro Girl. Is it Retro Girl Joe? On- yeah,
1: hello. <laughs>
0: Uh, Hello. Um, So we're going to be talking about your little Kindle um, business that you've got going,
1: um,
0: which is a great thing. I mean, Andy and I have talked about this before, Um, a really nice kind of passive income stream. So but first of all, if you'd like to just give us a kind of brief background as you know, as to how you got to where you are. Mm,
1: Yes, of course. So um, I started my side hustle journey Uh, about May 2017 Um, and I started off as an eBay seller. Uh, I sort of always dabbled but I decided to make it a proper business but what I found with eBay um, is that it requires room for stock (laughs) and that is not something that I have much if any of. So what I found with eBay was I sort of had these dreams of really scaling up, but constantly being, um, you know, thwarted if if you like, by my lack of room and, and all these sorts of things. So I, I went searching for some alternative. Um, and the idea of passive income always was something that quite interested me. Um, and my search basically took me to um, Kindle Publishing, to Amazon kindle publishing yeah um and there are various different ways you can do it but i came across some people who were just killing it with um romance uh publishing in particular Mm -hmm. um and i the more i looked into it the more interesting it seemed um and so i decided to give it a go basically um it's it's more aimed towards um e-books rather than physical books okay um,
2: um okay well, that's yeah.
0: great yeah okay that's yeah. great thanks very much so i mean i know andy's really keen on this he's probably itching chomping at the bit there to give you <laughs> ask you. <if> you're <laughs> i
2: am one. i <laughs> am yes i mean i um i've written a few stories myself and it's something okay. i want to really get into um yeah. and it always sort of fascinates me so i'll, I'll start off with and so i mean you've got kindle books uh live now ready for people to buy hmm. so how many have you got published already
1: um so i've got eight in total okay, um nice. so not very many by most people's standards um seven of those are fiction one is non-fiction let's just forget okay. the non-fiction because it sells nothing <laughs> <laughs> um but i i would say that you know you may have come across the uh the thing that people quite often say is that out of however many books you've got published uh, only twenty percent sell, and for me yeah. that's mm-hmm. also true um because although i've got eight books, I would say actually two of them are my just really good sellers, and a few others just sort of tick along um, but yeah, so i've actually not got lots
2: so um, out of the seven that are not uh, are fiction are they um they're in the romance genre is that right
1: they are yeah are absolutely. They, are they
2: part of a series or are they standalone books.
1: Um, a mix actually so I've got three books that are part of a series um, and the rest aren't Um, and what I found was people absolutely love a series particularly in the romance genre Um, in the romance genre particularly um, and I write sort of steamy romance if you like um, (laughs) readers (laughs) Think, think 50 Shades of Grey um uh, the readers are just voracious I mean absolutely voracious and it's one of those genres where you'll find your readers just if they like you they will want to read everything you've ever written and particularly if you've got a series they will they will want to read the rest of the series Mm. and I had written the other books first and then the, the series actually was the last things that I'd actually published. And I, I sort of found that actually they were the most successful for me yeah. Um, because it almost guaranteed that if someone liked your first book, they were going to buy the yeah. rest of the book.
0: We've talked uh, about that before, I think, actually, haven't we, <laughs> Andy, where yeah. we? I think it was an episode, we were talking about Kindle publishing. I know because you've kind of got a bit of a background in this anyway. I mean, it's interesting actually because I think between the three of us, we might have, we might be using all three of Amazon's print Amazon's publishing platform. Then I'm a fan of the KDP, so I prefer the sort of paperback stuff. Um, I know Andy's done Kindle, you're doing Kindle, but isn't yours? Oh, now you'll have to cl- clear me up on this because don't you do the one? There's like a pay pay per yeah. pages read or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so um, I don't have any of my books published as paperbacks. Okay. And simply because um, because it's the genre it is, pe- most of the readers... Um, I mean, so my target audience, for a start, is, are US readers. Right. It's the biggest market. It absolutely mm-hmm. makes sense. I write what they want, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They tend to be enrolled in something called Kindle Unlimited. So, romance readers in particular um, are, in, generally speaking, have Kindle Unlimited, and it means they can read as many books as they like. Think of it like uh, the Netflix yeah. of books. So
0: do they pay <laughs> a monthly <laughs> premium then? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, they pay a monthly fee. I don't know what it is in the states, but here it, I think it's something like seven ninety nine a month, something along those yeah. lines. So, yeah. it, it's around yeah. about that figure. Um, and yeah they can they can borrow books and they could just read it and read it and now as an author i get um a percentage each page they read um it is pennies but actually if you're getting someone reading your whole book then you know you want to keep them on that reading train kind of thing um so it adds up though because people aren't precious they aren't they don't feel like they're parting with their hard earned cash and thinking, oh, I've got to buy this book. Well, I like it. Actually, those readers, they're like, Well, I'm, you know, i I'm, mm. I'm enrolled in Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, so I can borrow what I like, I don't like it, I just return it. Mm. So it's a win-win for them and for me, it's a win-win. And because it is the type of genre it is, you know, there's sort of sort of shirtless men on the covers. Um <laughs> people don't tend to sort of take it on the bus. <laughs> so
0: going or, back to the know, going back to the shirtless men on the covers. Um you designed them yourself.
1: I did. I went personally looking for those shirtless men. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um yeah. So you, when you publish in any genre actually, but this one in particular, study the study the covers. Um, you know, go oh, yeah. to your genre on Amazon and look at what everyone else is doing. And it sounds like really boring advice, but it is so powerful because in the genre I write in, mm. the readers expect to see a certain type yeah. of cover. It tells them instantly, this is a slightly steamy book. Whereas yeah. if it's kind of a cutesy, teeny couple kind of thing, you know, it's probably a
2: rom-com. Yeah. If if other people are doing covers like that, then obviously it's working. Yes, absolutely. So if absolutely. it's for them, yeah. it's going to work for you. It's so- kind
1: of a rinse and repeat kind of a thing, really, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So when you say that um, you write for the audience, does that mean that you're basically what they say, write to market? You've, you're figuring out what they want to read, not what necessarily what you want to write.
1: Yes, absolutely, 100%. My best advice I could give to anyone is to write to market. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it sounds really boring because you might think you've got a brilliant idea in your head, but actually it doesn't mean that people want to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another one of those um, a kind of, look at what amazon is set go to amazon.com you know um, the american market is the hugest market mm-hmm. and in your genre whatever it may be in my genre it's obviously romance um see what go through to the top 100 see what the common yeah. themes are um in my genre it's billionaire romance it's friends to lovers it's brother's best friend mm-hmm. you will see the common themes and what's on trend, if you like. Um, I had no idea there were so many billionaires out there, but we you know apparently
0: there are. We've talked, um, a bit, <laughs> we've talked a bit about that as well before. Not billionaires, but I mean the the kind <laughs> of um, the research before doing anything. I mean, especially when it comes to product, a lot of a lot of the stuff we talk about on the podcast is about building assets and 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 Mm. you know and that could be in the form of in your case it's the form of kindle books um but that Mm. could be in the form of other stuff courses you know youtube channels websites blogs whatever and it obviously helps from the beginning if you know who you're writing for you know and and you know if if you've got that you know that there's an audience there you you kind of know their triggers Mm. and and so on but um yeah, and I mean,
1: when you get to learn sort of the language and what readers are looking for. You know, it's not only about um, looking at the covers and looking at the themes, but click onto the descriptions. And actually there are certain rules that you yeah. don't realise exist. So in the romance genre, for example, cliffhangers are awful. Do not write a cliffhanger. Readers hate it. Oh, Do really? not write a series of a cliffhanger. It's awful. So when you go into the um, descriptions, you'll often see the, the author will say, no cliffhangers and that's how popular they are and you'll sometimes see these sort of codes like um, you might see H-E-A or something like that so with romance um, you always have to leave you they the readers prefer a happily ever after H-E-A or a happy for now so you kind of have to not leave it and I said oh and the love of his life die. you know you can't do that you've (laughs) got to you've got to leave it with a happily ever
2: after they want a happy ending (laughs) basically yeah so yeah. you, do you do you do you read other people's works and do you do, like research before you start to write your own book? Do you go through other people's?
1: I do you know what I tried and I stopped and I don't know why. Um, I felt that confident with my research that I, I I I didn't and and probably possibly that isn't a good. Idea. And I know a lot of people in this kind of genre are voracious readers themselves but I was you know I was very specifically writing to market so what I like to read isn't necessarily amazingly controversially what I'm writing as well so I don't mm-hmm. particularly enjoy right reading what I'm actually writing but
2: yeah.
1: and that might be an unpopular but it's from a business point of view um it's more sensible <laughs> So, yeah, it probably is a good idea to read what you're writing, but I just, you know, I have read in the past, so I know the sorts of things mm. they're looking do you, for. Do
0: you get them proofread and, 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 and all that? or? or you,
1: um you... Yeah, so I have to say it's sort of tailed off a bit now, but um, another really awesome tip I can give to people is build an email list. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how my email list transformed my sales figures in the beginning um, and also networking with other authors what you'll find is that other that a lot of authors have their own email lists and what they do is they sort of trade spots within each other's newsletters oh ah, nice nice so if you can get okay. friends <laughs> with yeah, a, no, another brilliant, who
0: brilliant. Has, especially someone in the same niche brilliant yeah absolutely
1: and that happens quite a lot and it took one of my books, particularly, to about a 4,000 sellers rank uh,
0: Main, on Amazon, which yeah. on
1: Amazon.com, that is as well. That's, you know,
0: that's huge. It's, mm. it's
1: huge, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. that is the power of having a really popular author promote you. Um, so, and again, um, that's, something, list,
0: that's something yeah. that we preach on about, I think, almost <laughs> on every episode. We, we talk about email lists,
1: you yeah. know. You know and it, mm. honestly, I, once you can build up that email list, I did it from day one because i'd sort of done my research. I knew that it it got to the point with my later books that I would promote it on my list that's it. I would sell books like right. it was just a short thing it was it was brilliant mm-hmm. i don 't actually maintain that list anymore. I must confess um, because now my Kindle uh business just sort of ticks over in the background whilst I concentrate on other things but yeah. Um, but for anybody who wants to take this business seriously, that is the key: them <laughs> so, to market an email list.
2: So you say it's ticking off nicely in the background. Are you not doing any more at the moment? You're not writing any other books at the moment.
1: I haven't written a single thing since um, 2018, actually. And really? they're still um, selling, though. They're still selling, and last year mm. was my best year uh, okay. since um and i think what it is i I hear several i think one thing is because i wrote to market um Mm. they are still popular themes they will always be popular themes people will will probably continue to love billionaires for, Mm. (laughs) for some time um but also i think the algorithms um i've heard recently that um not eBay, sorry, Amazon, have changed sort of how they rank people. And uh, it gives a lot of a push to people with trusted sort of seller Mm. histories sort of thing. And so what I found last year was that my books would sort of start rising the charts and that would create more sales and then that would give it another boost. And it was constantly being boosted. So Mm. one of my books got to about 15,000 in the charts again last year. Yeah. And I did nothing. I did absolutely nothing.
2: This is one of the things that I love about this digital um, sort of world is that you've you've highlighted there that you've not written anything since 2018, no. 2021, and you're still selling books. Yeah. Um. So how much would you say you're earning, if you don't mind me asking, on, say, like an average month?
1: Um. It really, really varies. Um, yeah. So it can be between... Fifty pounds on a bad month, and several hundred pounds on a good month. Um, Recently, for the past year, it's been around about two hundred pounds a month, Mm. which I know probably doesn't sound like a huge amount. It's not my only business, Um, Mm -hmm. but if you think I haven't, that's free money as far as I'm concerned.
2: That's something you haven't you haven't written a book for like two three years. I I haven't
1: I haven't done I haven't done a thing and. I personally, I find that amazing because yeah.
2: Have you ever thought about
1: mention, it's like a pension, isn't it? That yeah. money, you know, as long as those books continue to sell, mm-hmm. that money is just going to. In Ten years' time, I could still be looking.
0: You were, yeah, at, almost um, certainly. I, I mean, have you ever thought about so on that? I mean, one of the things I would consider doing. Um, it. I've experimented with it. I haven't really fully. I, I must admit, I must do some more with it. But I, I used a little bit of the advertising platform on Amazon. Um, Mm. which is actually really good. Uh, Mm. You can, you can do a lot of targeting you can play around with, you know, keywords and you can be as broad or as specific Mm. as you want. Um, And again, like you said about ranking massive plays a Mm. massive part in that, you know, like that first page is like Google. It's like, you know, that first page that, and you know that you know not there's, there's subcategories within the category, isn't there? So mm. you know romance yeah. is massive and huge, but then you've got mm. like mm. you know probably a hundred different categories within romance. Because I know my okay. book the other day, I ended up with a couple of quick sales, like that three or four sales really quickly, and then it mm. so it went up the main rank, but not enough to really change things. But within one mm. of the subcategories, I think it was like home-based business or some of that. It was on 110. And if yeah. I had just spent, I think I was, I was tempted just to spend some money on ads because then would mm-hmm. only got into the top 100 of that category, mm-hmm. which as you know, then is another mm-hmm. whole page, literally mm-hmm. just exclusive for top 100 stuff. And I thought then I might do that, but you could, like you say, they're there now with that money that mm-hmm. you get, you could put aside mm-hmm. a small part of it and just say, look, do you know what? I'm going to try and promote this one. Forget yeah. about profits. And and just yeah. see how far you could push it up, and um, it you know it's just it might be something worth exploring.
1: I, I have experimented um, on occasions with it, and what I found in the beginning when I did it is that Amazon the advertising just wasn't as powerful as my email list, mm. uh, and it just wasn't. And yeah, promoting, yeah, it, it just it just couldn't even touch my email list no. and other people's email lists. And I did try again last year when I. So, I, I would my advice would never to be I would only promote books that are already starting to rise, generally speaking, you know, just to give it a boost. Yeah, but what I found last year is it didn't make a whole lot of difference, strangely. No. Um, I don't know why. Um,
2: yeah, I yeah, think it's one of those
1: so things. I just thought I'm gonna switch it off. It just it just isn't doing any better than I thought it would. i get the no, I'll down to my keywords, but is it the
0: um, ACOS? You get like an ACOS, don't you? An average, yeah cost per sale, yeah. or, or something like that
1: but a vast amount of the money I earned from publishing was actually from pages read anyway so and I haven't played around with the advertising recently but it was always really hard and certainly previously you couldn't tell actually how many of those pages read were because of your advertising uh, right. so I couldn't really fully see whether it was worth
2: it for that
0: yeah, yeah like so you know it's always about testing isn't it with those sort of
2: things Absolutely. test test we- test test <laughs> just a quick question then if you don't mind is how did you build your email list what was uh, as an author how did you go about getting that email list
1: um, well several ways firstly um, every book i have is linked together so there mm-hmm. are link so obviously I, there are links to other books within the book and in the books i invite people onto my email list so um, one thing i had was a um a freebie um yeah yeah, yeah. now i gave away a short book to entice people onto my list <laughs> um a lead magnet if you like yeah. um so yeah so and i found that worked really well um it was a short 10,000 word story it it cost Me nothing particularly to give away but it got people onto my list um and also i just went asking other authors (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. i got onto some facebook groups uh, and i said look i've got a relatively small um spot but what do you want you know i'll give you the star spot on my email list newsletter if you'll feature me in yours kind of thing um and there, to be fair, the author community there were quite a few authors who were happy to help out. So, but there are loads of email, uh, loads of Facebook groups. Sorry, um, where you can
0: give away sort of, free stories and stuff. So you yeah, said that yeah. that was a ten thousand word giveaway. And what sort yeah. of length? What sort of length books are your? You know, your main ones um, that you've got published.
1: Well, uh, so Andy mentioned um, about sort of all the subgenres and things like that, and I perhaps took a more unusual step compared to most uh, writers. I actually publish short length um, romances. So mine are typically between 20 and 25,000, which is essentially not a novella really. Um, because what I wanted, I wanted to get them out quickly. And, and I sort of went for the market of people who don't have lots of times to invest, in reading mm-hmm. huge yeah. novels yeah um and the competition was less there as well
2: a bit um, like a um bit like a pulp fiction style where basically yeah. people can read them in like one of uh, you know in one sitting sort of thing
1: absolutely and and I think that's another reason why my series was quite well received because actually they like one oh I've got enough time to move on to the next one kind of thing so yeah. Um, yeah that worked for me um some people prefer to publish full-length novels and of course you get you know if you're on the model where you're getting money for pages read then obviously the longer your novel the more pages you're going to get read but that wasn't important to me it was volume I was after
2: yeah Mm. definitely I mean yeah I mean you can look at it that way you can write a big book to get more pages read or you could write two or three short ones which will still probably equate to the same amount absolutely um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, often, it's often easier to write a shorter story because yeah. there's less absolutely. concentration and required absolutely. sort of thing
1: and i'm thought, doing this around a full-time job as well so I you know, going <laughs> yeah
2: i mean
0: how more
1: important to me <laughs>
0: what's your kind mm. of um structure then for kind of new people starting out listening to this maybe thinking about you know writing a book it you know it, it's not one of my i, I i'm not I don't claim to be a writer at all. I, I'm, I much prefer other kind of ways of like content, but, you know, I admire the people that do do this and how, how do you kind of, how do you, I mean, and this is more up sort of Andy street, really, but how do you kind of, you know, build the f- framework of, you know, of a book and, you know, where do you start? And, you know, do you do it all in over a week or over a month or, you know, do you take days off and just cram it out? How do you kind of go about it?
1: um weekends <laughs> used to be my thing I so I would have it planned um what I did towards the end was I actually hired somebody on fiverr um I found someone I I could work with and who understood what I was after because the thing that I found most hard was plotting and the time thinking about plotting and chapters and yeah. all that sort of and so what she did is I gave her some concepts of what I wanted my stories about so you know remember I was looking I was writing to market so I knew what my stories had to be about so I said you know I need a friends to lovers r- romance and this is how many words roughly I wanted to be and this is how many chapters and she would come back with a outline of however many chapters and roughly what was going to happen in each chapter <laughs> And then it would be for me to sort of join up all the dots. That's really um, good. And that just sped up the process hugely. Mm. Um, And then I would, over the course of maybe a weekend, I would bang out several chapters and I would do it over the space of perhaps a couple of weekends. Um, Because I was writing shorter books, I was able to do that. Mm. Um, So that just really helped. I'm a big fan of outsourcing anything that you don't love or you don't have time for
2: sounds kind of like you've done you were your your very own ghostwriter for your own stories it's yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got someone else to plan them for you and then you wrote them yes. and what well, they planned them on your your say so as well it, yeah I really like that I really like that it's uh, there's lots of things here that we've talked about in several podcasts that you're doing which is like your email yeah. list and your outsourcing mm-hmm. you know yes. it's uh, and still I the fact that you haven't written anything since 2018 but still making money each month yeah that's just fantastic i absolutely love it yeah
1: brilliant and and like i say that is the power of of writing to market and just making sure you're writing books that people will just continue
0: to just buy um very quickly then because we are kind of getting um i'm getting a bit wary of the time so what's your kind of plans you know what's your kind of plans now then for the future do you have any kind of plans to do more of these
1: yeah I mean so 2020 was a real eye-opener for me because my publishing business has been something that I've left um you know I still have eBay ticking over in the background a Mm -hmm. little bit um but I still have you know I've changed that up but I think making money from something that I published several years ago was really a, a kind of a, a half moment for me thinking, gosh, okay, I've got eight books. What if I had 15 books? Mm. And, you know, so I still have some books <laughs> unpublished on my hard drive, which is terrific. Um, so I plan on, on getting those out. um, and perhaps reviving my email list, which I still kind of have floating in the background. I just haven't been promoting to them. And um, I've also been uh, working on some low, low, and no content publishing as well, just to kind of change things yep. up as well. Um, and I've only recently been doing that. The last couple of weeks, and I'm already seeing sales for that as well. So,
0: brilliant.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just in con- I'm just looking at constantly increasing what I've got published.
0: Just keep keep creating
2: creating absolutely. assets, and you know, yeah. absolutely.
1: Like
2: like you said, if you're making around £200 a month off for sort of seven, eight books, what would you Mm. be doing if you had 15 or 18 published? Mm.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Well, Uh, Joe,
0: I'd love to say, I mean, some absolute amazing um, gold nuggets in here that you've given us tonight. It's been a real privilege to have you on. Um, I could
2: chat a lot longer.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure we all could, yeah. Mm. So I just want to say... From me personally, thanks very much for being on. Um, I wish you every success. I'm sure we'll chat more. I mean, we kind of chat on Instagram sometimes. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I really appreciate that. Andy, If you got anything closing you
2: want to add? Uh, just basically, like I said, I could carry on uh, asking questions. There's a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's the business I, I want to get into more because I've got uh, quite a few books already written on my hard drive and I'm waiting to get published. And uh, yeah, it's just the fact that you're still making money and you've not done anything for... Several years is just mm. mind-blowing. So, thank you very much for coming on. I've really enjoyed it.
1: You're welcome, it's been
2: fun. Thanks very much.